hey, you're going to start your college football season. You might as well start it against USC. Helmets off. It's on. Another episode of Helping Soft. Scott Mitchell, your host here. Uh, fun show today. University of Utah, they're going to have their season opener at home in front of nobody against the USC Trojans. The vaunted men of Troy are coming to Salt Lake City in their 2 0 record. Uh, and they're, of course, hoping to uh, get a spot in the college football playoffs. We'll see if, if that happens. Utah is just hoping to actually. Uh, get a win in the win column or just play a game for for that matter uh exciting about uh this this game uh utah has a lot of young players who have not played yet ever and they're going to go up against usc and and uh, it's just i i just kind of have to chuckle a little bit because you know how how did you start your college career out and it's like well we played usc in our first game usc's always talented always good they're uh, they're undefeated so far in their first two games this year, but they're they're beatable. You know, they're not they're not just world beaters by any stretch of the imagination right now. They're good, uh, but the and they'll be a great test for this Utah football team. So, football is it's always exciting when you finally get to see what you know what the team is and who it is. And there's a lot of anticipation. Utah's probably going to see in the neighborhood of of uh, 10 players who have not had any any game experience. So young, young, very inexperienced team, but a very talented team. And, and I, just, I just find that fascinating to see what, what actually is going to happen. There have also been some interesting developments uh, in the Pac-12, and, and I don't really understand anything the Pac-12 does anyway. Uh, they, they have uh, – uh, oh, boy. They have uh, these crazy thoughts and ideas about the season, and they and every decision the Pac-12 has made just doesn't make any sense. They should have started the season earlier. They wouldn't have run into as many problems with uh, games postponement or cancellations, and now they've they've just shortened the season down to so much that it's just it's been impossible for them to expect to actually get seven games in in the shortened season that they've had. And now they've come out with another decision that you, on the surface, you go, hey, great, that's exciting. We love this. You know, we can't wait for this. But they've said that teams in the Pac-12 can now schedule non-conference games. And I'm like, why are you, why are you doing that now? I mean, they can't even schedule – regular games or conference games and you're giving that option and it's like when are you going to fit it in and basically what they're saying is if if a if a pac-12 scheduled game gets canceled so arizona state colorado were canceled the week before they even started they just knew right they go we're not going to have anyone ready to play in a week so colorado wants to play can play and now because of arizona state they're they don't they don't get a shot to play so at that point, Colorado can now go out and schedule a game with whomever they want and try to find, you know, someone who has an opening and can fit it in their schedule and meet the testing protocols of the Pac-12. I'm surprised the Pac-12 has done this just from the standpoint of giving your team 
an undue exposure to potential, you know, COVID uh, cases with with a, an opponent outside of your of your conference. I, it just it I don't know that it's the smartest thing to do. And and I'm I'm you know I want the teams to play. And I you know if you if you're mi- missing out on a game like Colorado, it's like yeah you you should you should be able to play. But I think it would be really hard to find a game to you know logistically manage that. I mean you think of okay, we've got to travel, we've got to go to a hotel, we've got to find enough rooms at a hotel that's going to be quarantined so it's going to not have the normal capacity it has. We're going to get on an airplane, being able to charter an airplane. Now, maybe you'd be able to charter it because airplanes aren't as full or as busy as they have been. And then you've got to move all your equipment and get it there. And, and these teams, they, they, rent, they have semis. They send semis to, to every, every away game location packed full of their gear and their equipment and their stuff. And so it's a it's an it's an undertaking that that's prepared months and months in advance before the season ever even starts. And the execution of it is is under normal circumstances and to just say okay, uh new plans, you know, we're going wherever because we don't have a game this week. That's a tall under, undertaking. Now, I think there's an exception to it. And the exception is if you're a team like Utah and let's say you, you know, you find out a week, maybe you find out on Wednesday, it doesn't have to be a week and you have a team like BYU, BYU right now will be like um, trolling every PAC 12 team right now until the end of whatever, December 19th. And because they can, they have openings. Um, they, you know, they've got a couple of openings before, and of course they've got an opening after, uh, the, the, uh, their, their game against San Diego state in December. So, so they, they could be a team like for Utah, Utah on Thursday finds out, Hey, we can't play Oregon state this week. And BYU says, well, we don't have a game this week and we're only 50 miles away. We could just bus ourselves up there on Saturday and let's go, let's go play. So if you're a school in the Pac-12 that maybe has other schools that are in a close vicinity to you, yeah, maybe maybe it makes makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's it's certainly it's it, it creates a possibility. The likelihood is low, but it does create the possibility of BYU and Utah actually playing this year. That's a real possibility. I'm going to take a break. Come back. A fascinating article in ESPN about some of these players who are becoming their own agents. And I think it's a wonderful idea. Welcome back to Helmets Off. Scott Mitchell here. Uh, we are powered by KSLSports.com. You can find us on at the Helmets Off pad, podcast on Facebook and uh, at the Helmets Off show on Twitter. Like us, love us, uh, download us. We thank you and we appreciate you tuning in. Right now, we've got this article and, and it was just fascinating about some of these very high profile players, Bobby Wagner, DeAndre Hopkins, actually becoming their own agents. And, and, uh, and like, I think it's a brilliant idea and I think it's a brilliant move. And I think actually more players should do this. And I think, and I think for the reason that if they did this, 
they would take so much more ownership of their life. After reading these articles, and I felt this way before, but it really reinforced to me, as a football player, you're a multi-million dollar business. Like you generate millions of dollars every year in income. And you do it as, as this business. And so, so you have the business of playing on the field, you have off-field opportunities, and those off-field opportunities could be endorsements, they could be uh, maybe other business opportunities, whatever it may be, but you are a business. And, and there's a lot of businesses in the world today that can't say, yeah, we are, we are actually making millions of dollars every year in revenue. And so, so treating yourself as a business, uh, I think is a better focus and perspective as a player than just going, yeah, I'm this dude, played football all my life and I love it and I'm, I'm now in the NFL and it's like, oh man, I hate it because it's all business now. And it's like, yeah, it is. And, it, and, it's, and it's a tremendous business and it's an opportunity really like no other in that there's so much money out there that a player can really, really do well for themselves. The, the statistics are staggering about the number of players who don't have any money after they're done playing. And to, to have someone decide to take ownership of themselves, I think is so healthy. And, and I, was, I was reading about Bobby Wagner, who a lot of people you know, think is well, the best linebacker in the NFL, or certainly in the top two or three, uh, probably gonna be a Hall of Famer. And he, and, he, and he just, he said, I wanted to do this, not because I had a bad experience with my agent, but I just wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. And as he and he said, it was hard. You know, it's hard to go into a negotiation and hear them tell you why you shouldn't be what you are and why you shouldn't be paid that much. And what a, what a healthy thing it is to go have to stand up for yourself and go have to sell yourself and and actually you know find the words and the communication to say, yeah, I'm worth this, and then to actually get it. And and I would imagine it would be an extremely satisfying thing but it also would be a thing where you now take ownership of who you are i really believe that so many people in their lives so many of these players they're not doing it they're not they're not taking that ownership they're not they're not um they're they're just they kind of everything has been given to them everything's been handed to them and uh, uh so i think i think this is a really healthy attitude for these for these athletes to do this and I, I really believe more, more, of them, more of them should um, in, in the future. And I, I think it's a scary, you know, it's a scary thing to, to have to learn some language or, or learn the, the nature of, um, you know, contracts and how to, how to make it work and how to, you know, how to get the best deal for yourself, but still, still be able to, to you know, not break the bank and break the team. And I, I think it's also a, a good deal to not be taken advantage of. And, and so I just, man, I just, as I was reading this, it just, it just got me so, so excited. And you hear, and, and we've all been through it and I've been through it, just these players who have had people take advantage of them in the past. And, and it's a, it's a real thing. It's, and it's a real thing. And I just, this whole, taking ownership idea, I think is just amazing, awesome. And these guys will um, really be um, better off at the end of the day. And I'd, I'd probably venture to say these guys are actually 
um, going to probably keep their money at the end because because they they have to you know it's like I worked for this and and I know every last penny and every last thing so I I just super excited to to hear this has happened and and it'll be fun to watch in the super in in the in the future. I right, get take another break. Come back. Um, November is Mental Health Month, and of course, we're gonna. Um, I, I'm gonna share with you some of my thoughts on um, how to how to take care of your mental health. All right, welcome back to uh, KSL's helmets off ksls um we are powered by kslsports.com but this is helmets off and i'm scott mitchell the host and uh you know there's uh as a as an athlete and as a former professional athlete so much of my career was played in my mind and it wasn't it wasn't my physical body but it was it was in my mind and learning how to manage your brain was the most important thing I probably, I probably did. And, and, and so your health is so many things. It's your physical, your emotional, your mental health, all of it, it all plays into it. And, but, but really your mind is so powerful and can have such an impact on everything you do and learning how to actually uh, manage that and, and learning how to, how to, how your brain could actually help you, um, work for you as opposed to against you you know it's yours and why not why not have it as a friend as as opposed to an enemy because it can be the worst enemy you've ever had and so so i there's some things that i've found that have worked great for me throughout the years both as a player and and also just in my in my everyday life and and one of the things that was so critical to me and so you you have this stigma, or and I didn't want to use that word, but this mindset, this whatever, where you go, I can't show weakness. Whether it's a it, whether it's an athlete thing, a guy thing, I don't know what thing, but it's like yeah, if you show weakness, then you're 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 a wimp, and and you're you're a loser, and you're not successful, and you're you know you've got to be tough and you got to fight this out, and so you sit there and you suffer. And you suffer mightily in, in uh, this misery. And one of the things I've learned in my life, and I learned it later, it wasn't, I certainly didn't learn it when I was playing football and sports, but I learned that being willing to be vulnerable is probably the, the, the best way to a healthy mind. And to say, look, I can't do this on my own. I for whatever reason, it's just something that I can't shake, I can't deal with, and I need help. And there's real help out there, and it's magical, it's wonderful, it's amazing, but it's that willingness to just be vulnerable, and that willingness to be vulnerable is actually quite strong. And it, it's, it's, it takes a lot of strength, a lot of courage to just go, man, I, I need help. And when you, you let go of that, and and you humble yourself, there's, there's a magic that kind of takes over. And it's that vulnerability that helps you to see uh, and to work through the challenges that you have. And it's not all of it, but it, man, I tell you, it's a, it's a powerful start 
and a powerful way to get to where you go, okay, um, you know, I, I'm getting somewhere uh, with my mental health because I'm willing to get help, whatever that might be. And it's a real thing. I'm telling you, it's, uh, I've had a lot of friends. I've known a lot of people. I've been there myself. Mental health and, and the challenges we have with it sometimes are a real thing. Now, I started doing this, this thing in my life. And I've been doing it about three and a half weeks. And one of the things that I've always enjoyed is, is like, I like to do things. I like to be active. I like to exercise. And I, I gained a lot of weight after, after I played football and I went on the biggest loser and I lost a lot of weight, but I gained a lot of it back. And so learning how to be healthy, um, physically, but it also impacts my mental health. Because after a while, you, you gain weight and you, you really get yourself down. But, but finding ways to kind of utilize exercise as a way, as a way to kind of pick up your brain uh, is magic. And a lot of people say exercise is the greatest drug you could ever take. And what happens is the endorphins in your body kick in, the glycogen, the, um, the adrenaline, all these things. It's a natural high. And you feel wonderful after, you, after you've exercised and actually as you go exercise. Well, the challenge for me was I, I had gained all this weight and it was hard and I couldn't even walk. You know, it was like, you know, I'm riding a bike and it was, it was, it was stressful on my back and my knees. I've had two knee surgeries and I was just like, but I got to walk. And so I would just suffer through and it was just painful to start to do this exercise. Well, I just decided to jump in a swimming pool. I got a swimming pool four blocks from my house. It's a rec center. So it's open year round. I schedule a place because of COVID, get, get a lane. I schedule, I go in and I swim. And swimming, which I hate, uh, I've learned to love. And it's just absolutely, uh, I don't, it's just, it's, just, uh, it's just been a lifesaver, literally saved me. And I, I just find the irony in that, that so often the things we hate are the things that um, and, and we learn to love them or the things that are, are the best for us. But it's just, and I look forward to it. I've been doing it, like I said, about three and a half uh, weeks now. And it's just made all, all the difference, made all the difference in my, my mental outlook, uh, my physical appearance. It's just literally saving, saving my life. So be vulnerable, find something active to do in your life are really good ways to improve your mental health. Well, Helmets Off is now off. You uh, can find us on Facebook at the Helmets Off Podcast, Twitter at the Helmets Off Show. Thanks for joining us, and until then, we'll catch you soon.